said the most ridiculous freaking thing, and he's out of his damn mind. Okay. Andrew Perry. Yeah, Andrew Perry. This guy right here. He okay. said that the Reese's the Reese's egg and the Reese's cut like tree was better than the Reese's cup. And I think that's like the most outlandish, like terrible decision that has ever been thought of. Because how do you think that is better? No, you're wrong. It is better. It is. No, it's not. The cup. The it's perfect ratio from chocolate to peanut butter. That is how it was created. And then all this tomfoolery of starting off with like the white chocolate and then the tree and the egg. And it's just so like no, it's like it's like, you know, not starting Zebo. You know, like I think it's ridiculous because I like my man in the paint. Right. I mean, listen, I mean, Reese's are good. Reese's peanut butter cups are, they're amazing. They're better yeah. than good. They're amazing. But uh, you can open up a Reese's uh, package with, with a double, just the standard Reese's. Yes. And you will get ones that taste different. You can, you can get ones that taste really good, and you can get ones that just taste mediocre. I've never had a bad Reese's egg. Is that not true? No, it's exactly true. No, I've always had... It's too much peanut butter. No, it overwhelms you. It's the perfect amount mm. of peanut butter and chocolate. The, the ratio is perfect. No, I think you're ridiculous. Ben, please tell these guys... What do you think, Ben? ...that I'm correct. I only eat the white chocolate peanut butter. Whoa! Oh, holy Nikes! Whoa! <sighs> that's blasphemous. Like, <laughs> the white chocolate? Real life, I only eat it. That's the only one I eat. Okay. Wow. You're probably the least racist of us anyways. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, no. I mean, that was a terrible thing to say. I'm not racist at all. Should, you probably, yeah, you probably should walk that. Zach, <laughs> Zach just admitted to hating black people. Yeah. <laughs> That's not what I said. That was Zach that said that, for sure. Racist against people just, that eat white chocolate. <laughs> Reese's cups. I hate no, you. No, I mean, I agree. The white, the white chocolate is good, but there's something about the, uh, the, the Reese's egg... And the the Reese's Christmas tree, and like there are other things that Reese's puts out that it's just better than the Reese's cup. Like it's just the per- like there's a Reese's bar out right now, and so it's like which makes no, no yeah sense. I know I know, but it's like a two by three like yeah you know, little Reese's bar, and so it's a little bit thicker chocolate with obviously the the peanut butter, and it's it's perfect. I'm not interested it, in that. I have no interest in that. Yeah, uh, I just I just like the minis, man. Where you can just pop them in, uh, you know. Good. Yeah. <clears throat> See, here's but the, the thing. White minis, I do course. like the minis. I think they're like perfect ratio. Also, like they're the original though. You are really throwing the word perfect out a whole lot here. It is a perfect ratio. Both of them they are perfect. They put it in a damn lab. They put it. They they also wait wait wait. They also put the egg in the lab. I mean, so like same lab. Yes, actually, yeah, probably the same lab. The question is: Is the egg the best of all of the holiday Reese's? It's better than the tree. I say yes to that. I say yes. It's better than the tree. At least brought eggs home. I almost didn't eat them. I still ate them, even though I was mad. It was like like, ant. such a pretentious prick. (laughs) I was on the edge of like anarchy and like I was like, why am I doing this? But I'm fat and I like to eat. I I do think I do think it's like a meal though. Like you almost can take a knife and fork and like cut it up into pieces. Yeah. Well, I feel like it's almost two Reese's in one. Like it's not quite the. You know, they do like the big cups, yeah. which I don't want the big cups. Mm-mm. That's just too much. Yeah, too much. But the Reese's egg is I almost... I can only handle half an egg. Half of one. Oh my gosh, you're a pansy. <laughs> so speaking of Reese's, this yeah. weekend uh, we had the, uh, the lead eight here, right? Yeah, yeah. So Reese's uh, 
reps were walking around downtown with giant buckets of rolling Reese's Puffs. What? And handing out Reese's Puff boxes. That's my favorite cereal. To everyone. Now that's awesome. It was cool until like the fifth time you were asked, do you want some? I'm like, no, how I don't want any. Like how many boxes can I get? Is it a full size box? No, it's like the little baby okay. box, a sample yeah. box, but you could get as many as you want. Oh my gosh. It, it Did you go to any of the games? Do no. that Kentucky... Like you and the ending, finish. the ending was great. It was insane. I I can't believe that, like Malik Monk hit that insane shot, and then the white kid off the bench, Mays, come back at number thirty two. <laughs> like you, you know how much like everyone on this podcast is gonna hate me. I don't watch college basketball anymore. Oh, I'm only NBA. I'm yes. like such a pretentious That's, prick. On no, this. the only no. way I saw it was on the ESPN app because, like, this is terrible. It's like. You, I only, like you only watch stuff when you're winning. Like I would watch the Grizzlies if they lose because I watched the Grizzlies last year, and that was yeah. like. So you don't catch a lot of Alabama basketball, no just football. I mean, it's pretty hard. Avery Johnson is not doing that good of a job. <laughs> it's not panning out so well for no, Avery. no, no, no. He's no cow. Uh, no, but I'm with you. I don't watch a lot of college basketball either. Yeah, I just it's can't. Too it's just slow. bad basketball. It's it's messy, gross Why basketball. Isn't it four quarters. I don't Shot know. Clock. Why is it Shot clock. Well, it's down to like what twenty eight now? No, it's thirty. Thirty. Oh, okay. It was, still, it was it thirty six or it was something? Thirty five. Yeah. You're still six seconds too long. Yeah, I, I. That's why I can't watch high school basketball because they can just hold the ball the whole yeah, time. Why? Why don't you model if you're going to bring some kids up through a sport? Why don't you model it after the professional game? That's like I don't understand these little kids that play in the Babe Ruth, like the World Series Classic. Like, that's not real, like, you can't steal and all that. I'm like, growing up playing Dizzy Dean baseball, where you could lead off when you're 11 and 12, like, it was real baseball. Mm. It was, like, the realest form. Like, the only thing that was different was the distance between the the bases and the pitcher's mound. Mm. I just want kids to, like, if you want kids to play a sport, teach them the right way to play it, not where you can stand in the paint but, for like, an hour and a half. But do the ratios work out? So, like, you, you said, like, the the distance between uh, first and second is shorter, right? Yeah. Does it does the ratios of how fast a kid can run change, too? So, like, if they're stealing, is it just making it that much easier for them to move? And that's the way that they well, cut I down on that? Like Boom. I, well, I guess you have to be better at uh, picking them off too. It makes the pitcher better if they have to think true. about this. Yeah, back to back to the original point: uh, the college basketball uh, shot clock. Andrew, what do you think about the college basketball <laughs> shot clock? And I think it's overrated. <laughs> I'm gonna be completely honest. I have nothing, absolutely nothing, to bring to this conversation at all. Uh, I wish that I was uh, in the sports, and I tried. I've dabbled with it a little bit. What did you dabble with? <laughs> you know, I, I it's tried. like a gateway drug. I, I tried, dabbled I, I, a little I bit, but I didn't really get into it. So I <laughs> took, <laughs> it out. took a couple of hits. Yeah. 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 yeah, a little bit of up. I was, little I was bit the goalie. Orange. I was on the orange team. <laughs> uh, got but, my participation <laughs> award. <laughs> but no, I just, I just, I don't know. I, I blame it on. I say like my my excuse is that I don't have time. I don't have time to watch sports. But I would just rather watch like you know dancing with the stars. not dancing with the stars no like <laughs> this is us. Upon a time. no this I, that, is was, us. that was watched i have watched this is us uh i would i don't know i i'm I you watch what your a, wife watches don't you no we have our own shows we definitely have well, our yeah, own shows because you watch shows at work i do i have i don't watch shows at work i listen to shows at work but no, I mean, like I said, I wish that I was a sports guy, but I'm just not. I don't read books. I just don't, listen to audio books. I'm not. I, I'm confident in who I am. So, 
in the words of Go Lady Gaga, uh, whatever she said. I was born song. this I way. I was born this way. <laughs> <laughs> He also he also doesn't listen to pop music. <laughs> no, Literally, this homie said. like listen to. There's someone like you. No, what was that? Uh, what was that Adele song you listened to over oh, and over? Yeah, the one that's on the radio. I don't know. It's like it's her hit. It's her sing- no. It was her last single. Um, I'm not, I mean, I can't see it. I'm I'm riveted with you guys, with you guys trying oh, to figure dude, it out. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. We we heard that yeah. three times a day every day at the Ever office worked. for three months. It was my song. It was, it was my, your song. It was my jam. It was my summer anthem. Yeah, it was my jam. All right, so uh, guys, welcome to the Electric Brain. We're here today with um, our good friend Benjamin Fulfer. What is up, buddy? Hey guys, thanks for having me. No problem, no problem. And we got uh, co-hosting over here our returning guests. Um, well, returning <laughs> returning co-hosts we have Andrew Perry and uh, Garrett Brewer. What's up, guys? Yo, hello, hello. Y'all should like yeah, close sh- in. Garrett on that and I are mic. sharing a mic right now, so this is <laughs> it's getting real intimate. We are extremely it, close. It's kind of like two people sharing an ice cream yes, cone. This it's is really exactly fun. what it is. Like, we're, also, we're also sharing a chair. So. Yes, <laughs> same chair, same microphone. This same, makes for a really good podcast, like yeah. me watching same this and trying to describe it, but it really is like it's, somebody trying to eat one ice cream cone at once. <laughs> it's fun. It well, um, what we're here to do today is to talk to Ben. Um, ben, I guess I would describe to you as the person who has more ideas and more um, more things he wants to get involved in than I do, and I feel like I'm... <laughs> that says a lot. I feel lot. like I get into way too much. I'm like... Uh, but I feel like Ben is is a little step above me and um but and the thing is his things are a little more successful than mine or or they seem to be and that in itself is amazing so um ben um you have this awesome brand um and that i really want to talk about and dive into because i kind of i just want you to like explain it to me and help me understand what boswell and lily is right so boswell and lily uh instead of just telling you what it is, I'm going to tell you the, the inspiration behind it because okay. I think it, I think the stories are everything and you'll you'll learn that throughout the brand. But um, back last year and uh, last June and July, not to get too dark, but I lost two grandparents in two weeks. Wow. Uh, both my grandparents on my dad's side uh, passed in two weeks, which is kind of a crazy ex- experience to lose two people like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, as me and my dad went to go see my grandmother who uh, had lost her husband, uh, we... I asked my grandma this really crazy question is could I go up into her attic and just like look through stuff? Yeah. Um, so I was unpacking boxes and I found this get, uh, this gun metal, like it held either tools or guns or whatever that it just looks like a machine, uh, gun and munition box. Yeah. Um, and inside it was like my great grandfather's will and his birth certificate and my great uncle's dog tags. So like, just like this stuff that's, really old right yeah and it's also where i came from and so um on in that i just started unpacking i started learning a lot about my grandparents my great grandparents excuse me uh growing up in hope arkansas or growing up uh as a poor farmer growing up um he had to sell part of his land for interstate 40 to go through in hope arkansas so just crazy stuff that like we couldn't wrap our minds around so um 
So as me and my dad was driving back from Texas, where uh, my grandmother lives, uh, we stopped in the small town of Hope. Uh, I, don't, I don't know, you know, Bill Clinton. It's yeah, from Hope. yeah, yeah, heard of him. cool. Um, yeah, you <laughs> might have heard of him. His wife was recently in the news a lot recently, but um, was she? Wait, where was that the other one? Anyways, um, so we stopped and we actually went to go see the old house that my grandmother grew up in hand-built by my grandfather in 1930, uh, probably like 32, 33. Um, and it had got hidden by a tornado, so it's just rubble. But uh, I got to walk around in the rubble and like see old wallpaper that they made themselves. Mm-hmm. I took home a window frame, things like that. And uh, upon min- returning to Memphis, um, I was going. I had a lot of things going through my mind. I had a, like family, a losing family I wasn't close with, um, and like that idea of like, oh, I spent all these years, I didn't talk to them or hang out with them. I lost them. Um, so I started doing a deep dive into my family, and that in turn gave me a deep dive into Memphis, mm-hmm. the city that I am born and raised. Uh, I've lived in Memphis about 20 years of my 29 years of life. Uh, it's the only place I ever call home. Mm-hmm. I, I think people would honestly consider myself as like, Memphis is my favorite thing in the world. Yeah. Um, I love the sports teams. I love the culture. I love the grit. I love the struggle. I love all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and in our in in our turn, um, as I give you the most long winded answer ever, <laughs> no, um, no, I wouldn't need this. In <laughs> in the terms, uh, we found that Memphis is a city of struggle. Uh, Memphis has gone through. Uh, it was the same size as Dallas and Atlanta, and something went wrong um, through racial tensions, uh, corruption, all those things. Um, also, like the yellow fever uh, that wiped out almost. Mm-hmm all of our city, um, if not by the fever, but people fleeing the city. But anyways, so this all come back, but every time we bounce back as a city. Mm-hmm. Um, so these things are going through my head around and around and around. It's almost like a torture of like, I love the city, but we always are in strife, but does that make us stronger? Does that make us whatever? Um, so I started this brand to pay homage to my city, to my family, and also to my region of the South. Um, So everything's vintage inspired. We do clothing, we do uh, vintage find items, we do handmade jewelry from uh, 1930, we do, all of our shirts are hand screen printed now, um, which is kind of crazy. Which is really cool, especially talking with us guys who work for a t-shirt company. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which I'm excited yeah. to so talk I, about. Yeah, I use a, you know, we'll, t- we'll dive into it a little bit, I guess. But uh, it's, uh, everything is done with purpose and yeah. done um, as old and as possible. Because we're trying to reach back into the roots when Memphis was at its greatest, what is that so we're looking into the past in order to move to the future so boswell and lily started in august of last year and that's kind of where we're at well that's awesome man so are you guys a retail store or like what is so it's i know at this point it's a brand but like what's how does that flush itself out right so right now we're currently online only um I, I always like to use the metaphor of baseball because baseball was me and my dad's sport Mm -hmm. but uh i try to hit singles uh don't want to move too forward too fast so right now we're we have an online store um, we sell out um, the back of my car. Um, we sell. Uh, we sell. We we are in a retailer called Stock and Bell downtown. Um, so we do. We are lucky enough to have our retail partners, but we're growing very slow. Um, but that's on purpose as well. Sure. So, so uh, what kind of steps like? Are there steps to like move this forward? I know that you have this uh, Kickstarter thing coming up, and or that you're you're currently like working on um what is this kickstarter let me know what um what it's doing for the brand right so we're at a really exciting time in the 
brand. So um, we always talk about like the fear. So whenever I first started, I always was like, man, is anybody gonna like this? Probably, you know, like this <laughs> yeah. podcast, like, you know, who the hell is gonna watch this? <laughs> oh, or listen I have to no this, idea if anybody's listening. You know, like, Zach's uh, mom, maybe. Yeah, Zach's mom. yeah hey, Zach's she mom, how are you doing? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think my dad listens to this. Actually. Hey, well, awesome. Hello, hey dad, what's up? Yeah. Anyways, um, but all, all that to say, um, uh, wait, what was the question? Oh, the Kickstarter. <laughs> the Kickstarter, right. Yeah. We're excited yeah. time. Blah, 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 blah. Um, we are throwing a, a party, a a party at Laughlin Yard downtown. Um, Which are, is like one of the coolest places. It's wow. like, it is so strange. I'm sorry to stop you. I'm so sorry to stop you. I'll talk about Laughlin all day. It's my uh, Like Laughlin, like the first time I walked in there, I was like, why am I in Austin, Texas? How did I get here? Yeah. How is this in Memphis? It is the craziest it's thing. So it used to be like the old police, like horse stables. Yeah. Well, yeah. And then also, I, if I'm correct, I'm not a Laughlin person, but yeah. um, I bet I think back in the early days, the trains would come in and they would unload those trains onto carriages for horses to bring materials into the city yeah okay so that's what this area was and then there's a locksmith which was laughlin lock and safe or whatever yeah. um all these things were historically kept so it's uh for people who haven't been to laughlin it is a big outdoor indoor bar that scales across like a block basically of it's huge south main um it's amazing it's one of the coolest things in memphis yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's 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 one of the things where I want to bring Braswell and Lily into a place where people um, can see the potential of Memphis. Laughlin is doing that today. Okay. Yeah, like everything you said, kind of about like the revitalization and like you know how Memphis has grit and things like that. Like you see it so strong in things like the Laughlin Yard, where you just see like obviously there's strife everywhere and and cities like you know the struggles. You would think that it just kind of it's going to knock Memphis down and stay down. But then you see things like Laughlin Yard come up and have so much success because it's so like, it's so Memphis and it's, it, I don't know. I just, I love when things like that have the success that they're having. Um, well, if you look over the last, I don't know, coming up on 10 years or whatever, or a little more than that, I guess like everything in Memphis is like at this, it's we're at this weird turning point where we're, you know, we're in like, we're on an uptick. Yeah. And oh, yeah. I really like, I really love it because it, it's crazy because it's like coming from a guy who's always living in the Horn Lake, Mississippi. I got to experience, I guess, Midtown for my like three or four years, like <laughs> living there and being like kind of with the people because most of the time I just want to stay at home. But um, like seeing like how like Broad has like, Broad Avenue has like jumped up, how Overton was redone, how even like Cooper Young and all of its dirtiness is now like you know just like with the lady at the beauty shop and all the crap she's done we're, over there we're basically talking about a, a cultural renaissance yeah, is what absolutely. i call it. and we're in the middle of it and that's why i moved back. i mean i moved back uh to memphis in may of 2000 no yeah may of 2015 14 it's all it's, it's coming up on two years that's yeah where i met you it's coming up on two years and when i move uh moved back for the second time to memphis and i wanted to be part of that cultural renaissance mm -hmm. so on a personal level like this is like i'm like all these cool things are going on but i gotta be a part of it yeah so this like i'm like i gotta get my ass in motion instead of like sit back and watch everything what do you think on. it is that is like you know bringing this change bringing this uptick well without boring your many many listeners uh too much but like i i think it's part of the, the recession comeback so yeah. like when the recession ended you saw places like new york come back very strong miami mm -hmm. nashville la all these bigger cities 
we're always on that second tier. So yeah. where those cities have come back and are thriving now, it's the South's turn. So yeah. Atlanta just hit. Nashville's going crazy. And now it's time for Memphis. Dude, Nashville is going crazy. And I hate that, like, in my heart, like, in my heart, I'm a, I'm a hate Nashville guy. Like, I don't want That's to so be. That's sad. Here's the thing. I don't, like, this is a this is a Zach Hart problem. I don't like people having my things, if that makes sense. Like, we've talked about this. Garrett and I have talked about this. Like, I don't, like, I have, like, a screwdriver. I don't like to hand it over. Like, I like my things. And it, it, I, I need to be more handout. I need to be more, you know, giving of, like, my time and of my possessions. And I, that's not just a call, like, for... I mean, that's a call for me spiritually and a call for me, like, in general, you know, because that is, like, who I need to be. I need to give more of myself and of my things. But, like, sometimes it's like, I don't know, it bugs me when I hear it's like, Nashville got this or Nashville's doing this. And I'm like, you know what? Screw Nashville. (laughs) So you just described half of Memphis as the little brother syndrome that we have, you know? Mm -hmm. And and that's the point. It's like, we don't have to be the little brother. We can be the different brother or uh, a new brother or do things slightly different or adapt things from Nashville. So like, why are we always feeling like we're inferior um, when Ooh. we are our own right. thing and we're yeah. a great I'm Memphis like, will never be Nashville yeah. and it doesn't need to be it doesn't Nashville. Need to be Nashville. Nashville. Memphis Nashville. Need, it's what makes Memphis cool is that there is no of oh, all places I've been you said what makes the, Memphis great again no <laughs> whoa what makes <laughs> Memphis cool is that there's no there's there's no other place like Memphis yeah. Yeah. you know I mean there's other places that have kind of gone through similar things Detroit whatever else you know but man Memphis is just so unique and, and so and that's what makes it cool you and know? that's and, what I love about people who come here and they live here, and then they get involved, and, like, it feels, it just feels like home, and, like, when you leave, you feel so detached from it. Yes, things things about Memphis that we don't want to change, right? So, people come here, and they're family, right? Like, we, yeah. don't, like, we don't care. Like, we like you. You're in. <laughs> yeah, There's yeah. no, like, party that you have to go to, or socialites that you need to know. Like, we're, you, you know, we're all in this Unless together. you want to get into that culture, and then I know a guy. <laughs> and they're terrible people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't want to be part I'll of that s- cotton club. I'll like. send. I'll send them to Nashville for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah for sure. Nashville. Yeah. Okay. We got off topic. Let me hear about the Kickstarter. What's going on with Boswell? What are you doing? What you're doing this? Uh, like presenting, introducing the world to Boswell and Lily, like through this event, right? Right. Is this what this is? So, so basically, um. This is an introduction. Um, it's a handshake to the city. It's a yeah. um, a big old embrace. Um, the whole brand is like trying to do. I mean, like obviously you can't go di- uh, non digital for everything, yeah. but like we're trying to go on as non digital as possible. Mm-hmm. So this is our chance to shake hands, give hugs, introduce ourselves to people who have never heard of us. Um, we're you know we're also throwing a party you know like we're having like we're trying trying to throw the biggest celebration so when you walk in you're like what the mess is going on in (laughs) memphis on a sunday night yeah we don't do things like this um so we're trying we're trying to create that community where we're bringing people closer together and we're trying to be a catalyst of that so the kickstarter is um unfortunately all this stuff like you have to pay for oh i I wish (laughs) i wish i got monopoly money i could just hand it out but we're bringing in um you know Grace Askew, who's a local um, staple in the music yeah, world. She's sure. on The Voice. Um, 
great blues voice. She is Memphis music. Um, my buddy, uh, Brandon Kinder of the Wealthy West, um, he is from Memphis, um, has been in Austin for about 10 years, made it big with his band, The Rocket Boys, and now is back yeah. living in Memphis. Um, and he's he has a solo project, The Wealthy West, so he's playing. And then also um, a young and up-and-coming uh, artist named Matthew Wright, who he's out of Atlanta, and I'm bringing him here to introduce him to Memphis because he's one of us, right? Yeah. He's like us. And so, so if it's those musicians you got to pay to get here or if it's the advertising or if it's new product that we're excited about that we need to make for you guys um the kickstarter is all a invitation to be a part of this okay right it's not just me i can't do it alone i'm it's my call to action like guys you want to be a part of it and we have some really cool awards anything from buttons to the shirts that usually run 50 bucks are now 25 bucks on the Kickstarter. Yeah. So that's like 50 to 50% off. Guys. Yeah. Yeah. For um, sure. Anything that's any, at 46 T, right? That's 46. Dude. All right. So what is that like a Memphis chicks thing? Is that, that like, that is a Memphis, that's dude. the Memphis, that's the 1946 logo of the Memphis chicks. I love the Memphis um, chicks. Yeah. So the, the thing about the Memphis chicks is that's what me and my dad grew up going to. Mm-hmm. Tim McGarver oh, stadium yeah, over by the far. Yeah. We no used Jackson. To, yeah. Um, so we used to watch the games. I got, signed ball by jd drew one time i had my birthday parties there um i, I remember i getting a high five from the memphis chick yes. and being so excited <laughs> yeah um and so it's such a part of my my history with my father and a history of the city they started in 1901 they were gone they were here till the 70s and then they came back in the late 80s and they were here until 99 when the redbirds came along yeah. so mm-hmm. this 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 team this is like a part of our culture i don't think people think of memphis baseball but memphis baseball has been around since the 1880s oh yeah so yeah so we're we're, we're we hearken back to those times with this shirt well awesome and uh let me tell me some about some of the artists that you like feature now like one that i'm like kind of jealous at like is those like tennessee cutting boards or or wood sculptures i don't know what they are i don't even know if they're cutting boards that's what goes to my mind automatically because i like i breathe cutting boards so like yeah i so a big part about this brand is supporting other local artists and people who are doing really good things and so we are a retail shop so we sell things right um, so my buddy Norm, um, Norman Kirchner, um, is a young, talented woodmaker, and uh, he came to me and he's like, I want to be a part of this brand. How can I do it? And I was like, well, what do you do? He's like, I make these little wood block things. They're about nine inches by four inches tall, yeah. so they're like for desk or you can put them on the wall or whatever. Um, but they're all handmade with reclaimed wood into the shape of the state of Tennessee. No, they all, they look great. Cool. And they're fantastic, and they're only like $25. I know, sales pitch, whatever, but like this is supporting a local artist, and he's yeah. doing them all by hand. We're going to have them at the launch party for that you can see, feel, touch. They're all uniquely different. Um, they're really fantastic. I think that's like one of my favorite things is supporting local artists, especially here in Memphis, because like, you know, you and I, like we have a lot of friends that are in that like scene and are in that. And I, I can't describe how like, I feel like blessed and like sat, like not saturated, but how much we have here in Memphis that is just like so amazing. Like you have you have Brit with her pottery with paper and clay. You have Maggie with like some of the most beautiful like paintings that like you know just like things that express like an emotion that you wouldn't think on a canvas. Like I'm not I'm not some I'm an emotional guy, but in a different like emotion than 
a painting moving me. Right. But like something like that, like it really does like impact me. So a cheeseburger, right? Would oh, like change hell your yeah, life. Yeah, cheeseburger <laughs> impacts me. Just so just Zach so we're is, on the Zach same is base. literally crying. Right? Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's his favorite art form. <laughs> yeah, art form. Dyer's burgers. No, oh I love Dyer's burgers. I mean like when they get on my level it'll be great. No, I'm just kidding. No. Like I still have yet to put out literally the most pretentious <laughs> podcast in the world. It's cause I've been Jennifer Biggs, if you're out there, if you ever have listened to this I know we did that episode one time, and I know I've never put it out, and it's been seven months, and I'm so sorry. I will put it out. I just have this like emotion in me. I'm so nervous about putting out a podcast where I'm just talking about how much I like food and like how pretentious I am about it. <laughs> we all have our things, which brings us back to the point, right? Yeah. Um, that uh, I, I, I totally agree with you. Like, um, I think I was sitting back and I was seeing all these really cool artists and people making things and I, I was kind of jealous, you know? Yeah. Like deep down inside, I was like, and we're, we're a room with guys and nobody else can hear us, right? Yeah. So, yeah. There's a bunch of chicks doing really cool stuff and yes. like, where the hell were dudes? Yeah. You know, like... Mm. They're not showing us up and making us proud, yeah. but like we're also like, where are the dudes making and creating? Yeah. Um, are we too scared? Are we sitting back? So like, I wanted to be a, a place where we can move forward. And I was like, I'm a dude. Like, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. sitting on my butt doing nothing. So let let's let's go for it, right? You know, to think about that, I have not even freaking thought about that. All my friends that are in the art community are girls. Yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah. I don't know any of them. Where the, you at, guys? Where you at? I don't know. That's, a, that's like a call to action almost. Like, <laughs> do something. I think, like, especially if you have the gift, if you... Uh, yeah, I realized the microphone wasn't even on me. <laughs> but yeah, it's like a call to action, especially like those guys who have that desire to make and have that desire to create things. And like, if you're... It's almost like you're afraid to like dive in, I guess. Like, I don't know if it's like the fear of rejection or like, are they going to like these products and these things that I like am pouring my heart out. Dude, that's what you're doing whenever you're creating things like that. You are like, you're putting out a piece of yourself and yeah. like that fear of, uh, you know, rejection or whatever it is can almost like paralyze you to the point of not doing it. But, but obviously we see with these brands that like even these local Memphis brands, like it may just be a, um, you know, a block of wood that's, uh, cut in the shape of Tennessee, but like that's a part of him, and it's great. And like it, people want to buy that because like they're they are buying a they're buying a part of Memphis and they're buying a part of of him, and it, and it looks really cool and too. I, you know? Well, I'll I'll, I'll sorry to interrupt no. you, but uh, I'll just say that like the fear is happening in the people who are super successful too. Yeah, like people can look on the outside and they're like, oh my gosh, you're doing so cool, cool things, and I'm that sitting over here. I'm like, nobody likes my stuff. Yeah. It sucks. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, dude, so like, I understand all those people, all the people that we've named goes through those fear it's part of it and so like i'm trying to create a community and a space where people are free not afraid to express themselves to use their art um that's even through the photography we use we use different photographers from around town to really like tell stories um and so we allow that workspace and that that artist space as a free safe place um under our brand i know as someone who's only done ever done one I've done one show, like one legit show. I did, I've done a couple of pop-up shots, but like doing one legit show, and it was two years ago at the Indie Holiday Market, and I was, I was, I was like scared out of my mind that I'm like, I'm bringing this crap over here, (laughs) and these people are going to, like people I respect and people I love are going to be here, and they're going to look at this, and they're going to say it sucks, and... 
within an hour of it starting and I sold half of my stock, I like I like broke down and I cried. I couldn't help it. I, I like had to walk away. I couldn't believe that people would just support support me like that. Like even having friends, those friends come over and they're like made it a point to be like, Hey, I wanna be the first one to buy something from you. Like that just like affected me. And I think that's what like this culture and this group of people and like the society of like the Memphis makers, like that's how it grows and that's how it succeeds is this friendship and it's like this camaraderie of like you know, loving all of, loving all of you for how different you are and like, and what you do and what you put your passion. It's a great metaphor for life too. Like no matter who people are, they're different. They have different likes, but they're putting themselves out there and you just got to support them and you just got to love on them. And, um, you know, right now I'm freaking out because I have, uh, you know, this Kickstarter and if, you know, I don't make it, I don't get any money and I got to pay for it out of my pocket. And you know, like all these fears are going through my head, but Mm -hmm. it's like, it's like what you said. You just got to believe that people love you and uh, you know, they have your back. Now tell us real quick, just so we like, take care of this on here so we can hear it. how do you how do you get to your page on the kickstarter so anybody wants right. to go and support this they're listening to this and like i want to be a part of this there, what, what can they do there's a couple ways um the easiest way is to go to our facebook um and at boswell and lily on facebook just type that in the search bar it's the first thing and the only thing that comes up um and go to our event page and click there's links all throughout there to our kickstarter you can go to kickstarter.com and type in presenting boswell and lily it's the first thing that comes up again and then finally uh instagram it's uh the links in our bio um and, and also boswell and lily if you type that in google you're the first thing that pops yeah, up. I'd, yeah and i'm pretty sure i'm the only one up there I yeah hope. Since it's named after my dogs, it's really weird. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering Something where Boswell and Lily came from. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. So I have two Australian shepherds. Uh, I claim them, even though they live at my parents, because I live in a small midtown apartment. But uh, <laughs> um, so the idea behind Boswell and Lily is Boswell is um, probably like four or five years old. He's the most loyal dog ever. We call him the Velcro dog because he'll follow you, but he doesn't jump on you. He just wants to love on you and follow you on the corner. Just be with you. But if you say no, he's like yes. Okay, yes, all right. <laughs> I won't do that. Um, where on the opposite side, you have Lily, who she's a year and a half year old puppy, and she is a missile. Like, she just doesn't know anything but love and excitement and run. She doesn't know the term consequences. Like, if she jumps off of a ledge and hurts herself, she's just jumping off that ledge because that's the, that's <laughs> the first thought that's in her head. Um, and she's absolutely amazing. But again it's another metaphor for life like it's the idea of like we need these patience and loving and caring and slow and and purposeful moments but we also need these moments of great risk and enjoyment and adventure um so i thought it was a perfect metaphor it's also like the best for like great relationships too there's like that take and give there's that sane and that crazy kind of like my wife and i you know my wife it's just like my wife and i my wife i mean (laughs) Your like, wife's the crazy one, and you're the same oh, one. Oh, she's the Spitfire. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I feel like I'm like the, you know, quiet, you the slow, average and steady. Joe, like, Th- thank you. Wow. <laughs> what did you ever do? Yeah. <laughs> what happened to you? <sighs> That's. Uh, n- a conversation we'll have in another podcast. Yeah, so some of the that, that'll be the Garrett Brewer. Um, no, we won't. <laughs> nope, we're not, nope, we're not doing that. A lot of conversations. Um, I might. This is I don't I don't want to put you on the spot, but uh, where do you want 
like Boswell and Lily to be in 10 years, the business, not right. necessarily, obviously you want the dogs there right there with you, but for the business, yeah. like where do you, like this is your baby. Like where, where do you right. want to see this company uh, in 10 years? Yeah. Um, like I said, I want to hit singles, but that doesn't mean I have a idea of where it's going. Um, you can hit a double every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. Even Ichiro hits doubles. Um, so <laughs> baseball term, you guys won't get it. I don't get it. I got you. I got you. Good. I got you. Good. I'm just pretending like I do. I'm just nodding my head. Like, okay. Yeah, no. Um, you know, like I would love to have a brick and mortar. I would love to have yeah. a sp- third space, like a place where people can come together and have concerts and dinners and hang out, but also sell really cool stuff. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. um, people who, a, a place that you walk in and it's like Laughlin, you're like, oh my yeah. gosh, this is Memphis, but it's cool. Yeah. Like, yeah. Is this supposed to be here? Are we <laughs> sure this is supposed to be here? Uh, I want that space. Yeah. I do. I'm not going to lie. I want to, I want a brick and mortar. I want to, and brick and mortars are like dying, but I want to be a part yeah. of it because it's a place for Memphis to come together and say, Hey, this is our history or whatever. Um, besides that, I want to, I want a place where people are feeling like they're taken care of. So um, a part of our Kickstarter and the reason that we are asking for the money that we're asking for is um, I'm paying employees. The people who work for me, I'm asking a lot from. I'm demanding a lot from them. um, But they're signing up to be a part of it, and they should be Uh compensated. So I'm paying a uh, normal boutique wage for all of them to uh, work and work really hard um, because those people deserve it. Like, man, like. If you're going to volunteer and come out to me, um, you know, you might be like, oh, I'm just volunteering. They don't really think I'm important. I think everybody who's a part of this is important. And I'm laying the found work for, you know, if I have 100 employees down the line, every single one of them is taken care of. If it's healthcare, whatever, whatever, whatever. I want to make sure that these people are treasured and gracious. Um, That's from... Um, our employees to our artists to um, the people we interact with our customers um, and we're telling the stories of people who like we care about you um, and we're going to show it instead of just saying like hey I care about you I don't really have that money we'll sacrifice as a brand to make sure you're okay that's great. Um, so that that's huge huge in, uh, in the future and we're laying the groundwork I probably lost so, so much money already just by <laughs> trying to give away shirts because the, the idea about giving the shirt is like hey like I don't have money yeah. but this is what I have yeah. and yeah. this is what I put my work and my hard work into yeah. so here's this for you I love it yeah okay so just give me the information. Let's give me the information. When is the event at uh, Laughlin? Right. So it's Sunday. Sunday. God's Day, um, <laughs> at uh, so we're gonna have a pop up from twelve to ten p.m. So we're gonna be there all day long. What Sunday is this? Um, the twenty third of April. Twenty third of April. Okay. Twenty yeah, third of April. Um, we from twelve until six. We'll just be popped up in the coach house, which is the back bar area. Okay. Um, if you're familiar with Laughlin, if not, you just go in the front door and keep walking until you see me. Um, <laughs> and uh, and. It, that's really bad because you're listening to me, so you probably don't know what I look like, but yeah, whatever. Um, I'll put a picture up on you. Uh, wait, on you? I'll put a picture Ooh, up on you. Ooh, okay. Yeah, hey. Hey, you I'm know, single. What's we up? did that kind of <laughs> stuff. All right. Um, so, but uh, from 6 to 10, we have our music. So um, that's when Grace and uh, the Wealthy West and Matthew Wright are going to be playing. Um, so, we're, so from 12 to six, I'm really hoping people are coming out, buying, hanging out, whatever, um, introducing the brand, asking these questions you're asking, and I'm going to be available to talk about it. Um, and then from six to 10, it's going to be a party, man. Yeah. yeah. We're gonna have drinks. We're going to listen to good music. We're going to boogie, as I like to say. Yes. And, um, yeah. 
So <laughs> we'd love to see you, everyone who's listening to this and everyone uh, who, you guys, I would love yes. to see y'all yeah, there. For sure. I want it to be packed and I want people to walk in and be like, what is going like, I on? I want a part of this. Like, like I want a slice of this. Yeah. I want them to hear the music and feel it. They, the whole place, we're going to have a, like, whole place is going to be decked out. We're going to have a booth there and we're going to have um, all of our goods there. And um, it's going to be a really fun time. Well, awesome, man. And, uh, you know, the best of luck to you. I think i think what you're striving for is something that um that we need and that you know honestly you need you know it's something that like is in your heart that's something that you want to express and give to the people and um you know give the people what they want right so give the people what they want yeah and so just everybody out there you know april 23rd laughlin yard presenting boswell and lily go check them out buy something support the brand support Face, facebook instagram facebook instagram uh, boswelllily.com i'm literally uh, following you on instagram right benjamin colfer uh you can come to my page and it's all over there because you probably think that that's the second brand page nope much because i'm alive um yeah check it out i Please. hope you guys like it support support ben support boswell and lily uh, support Memphis. Support uh, the electric. Uh, go Grizzlies. Support the Electric Brain Podcast. Yeah, Follow. support the Electric Brain Podcast. We make zero money. We're doing this for fun, guys. Go to uh, what? What is it? Wait, wait. I, I know this because I've done it. Go to iTunes and oh yeah, and review, and rate review. and review the podcast. I think I sent a review one time. You did, and it was great. Some a hole out there gave me four stars. No, I'm just kidding. Four is me. better than zero. And thank you. It was Chris Lott. And, I already know. And to, <laughs> that, to that a-hole. <laughs> I love you. you, Chris. Thank you for listening. Thank you for um, you know, being a part of this. And uh, Ben, just thank you so much for coming on and, for uh, and doing this. So no peace out, guys. <laughs>